Hey guys, just a heads up. This podcast contains adult language and occasionally has adult themes. If you are under the age of 18, you need to click away. No, seriously, if you are a child or someone who's going to be judging me around the dinner table, you need to find another podcast. Thanks. Welcome to Panda Talks. I'm Panda. And I'm Brady. And we don't know why we're here anymore. I guess. But, hey, it'll be fun. (laughs) You don't. I know why I'm here. Why are you here? Support. Should I just give you the show? Do you just want this to be your show? No. I mean, I like to think of it as our show, but I could surrender the rights and... It could be yours if you want it. I'm sure there's plenty of people here that are here for you. Everyone who listens is your friend. Or brother. Yeah. Not everyone. I'm not trying to have a pity party. I just... uh, just feel like I'm out of energy. So maybe you want it. I don't know. Um... Yeah, we're we're still struggling over here. Uh, I I've gone back to using longtime listeners, and I don't remember what episode I said this in, but uh, longtime listeners will know my phrase of surviving. When people ask, "How are you doing?" and I say, "Surviving," um, I've gone back to saying that to people, and only one person has like actually picked up on the double meaning because everyone else has just like laughed or like oh I hear that you know um my one boss who is just the sweetest thing ever uh I said that to her and she's like I don't like that I don't like that that's your answer and I was just like oh shit someone actually cares you know like you're like give me a raise yeah Uh, It's not a a raise that would fix things, but, you know, um, I don't know, she's sweet, and that just made me feel good that she said that, and like I said, made me feel like she cared about me, like someone cared about me, so that was nice of her. I'm still terrified. Work's still stressing me out. I'm so stressed to go into work tomorrow. I've been, uh, I pissed off someone in power. And I'm so scared of losing my job now, which I know I'm being ridiculous because I've not done anything worth getting fired over, but that's just how my brain works is I have anxiety. So now that someone's mad at me, not just someone, but someone in power's mad at me, I'm like, if I lose this freaking job over something so stupid, I'm going to die. <laughs> I, I don't know. <clears throat> I know it's all me. I know it's all in my head, but... How are you doing, Brady? I'm good. You've had a rough night. No, I wouldn't call it a rough night, but I just... It's kind of like... I feel like we have a chill day, and then everything starts to go wild at the end of the day, and I'm like, we're supposed to be getting ready for bed. But our kids are running around and screaming and jumping off things and throwing... I'm just like, why... Were you chill all day? Not chill all day. I shouldn't say that. But like, why is it after bath time? <laughs> like, I don't I feel like a normal person takes a bath. And then after the bath, you're like mellow and calm. It's like a way to unwind and relax. But for some reason, our kids, they're just like, 
have a bath time, get out of the bath, and it's like they have to make up for all that time they just spent sitting. Like, I don't know what your deal is, but... You think they'd burn out all their energy in the tub? Yeah. They're not just sitting. Yeah. They're being... They're, they're usually fighting because um, our older child thinks that she needs three quarters of the tub. And so when our younger child's like, I'm going to take this bit. She's like, no, me move over. I get this. And I'm just like, no, it's 50-50 if you want to play that game. Like, it's really zero-zero. Like, none of this is yours. None of this is hers. It's all just a tub. It's a free-for-all. This is like a swimming pool. It's like you don't pick a part of the swimming pool and go, this is my part of the swimming pool. You know, it's like everybody's just like, no, this is this is everybody's swimming pool. Like, it's a community place. Oh. You know. Yeah. But they like, no, I'm going to have this bit. No, I'm going to have this bit. And I'm just like, no, because at some point I'm going to have to lay one of you down to wash your hair. And when I do that... <laughs> you're going to go into the other person's part and you're going to have to be okay with it. But I don't know. So yeah, it seems like... I don't know why. I just feel like at nighttime it should be more relaxing. Like, oh, it's the end of the day. Time to chill. And For some reason, it's not. But... Uh, well... I recently unsubscribed from a podcast because they spent too long talking about themselves and not the topics. So, should we jump into it? Sure. Sorry, was that rude? Yeah, well, I... I don't know. It's fine. I just feel like I'm here to talk about us. And you're here to talk about a topic. Well, I don't think people want to hear about us. I, I mean, okay. Well, okay. Well, well, moving on. We, uh... It's my fault because I'm literally, I, I hate to complain, plenty of people work full time, but I just feel like work's consumed me. So it's my fault, I never have good topics lined up, and I want to, and I remember at the start of the year, we did like a really good uh, episode, and, we had, and I was like, maybe you should make it a New Year's intention to like do better with our podcast and we did that for a minute and then I went full-time and now we're back to pulling shit out of our asses so it's my fault but we recently watched the uh first Jurassic Park movie and that got me thinking about the book and I thought maybe we could do a comparison of uh the book versus the movie Jurassic Park the book one and two versus all three of the movies. Would you want to add the new Jurassic World in or just the original three? Um, I'm going to say the original three because I don't think there's really anything in the Jurassic World that... Or, is that what it, yeah, Jurassic World. For some reason I was thinking, getting confused with The Lost World, Jurassic Park, and... Jurassic World. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't. If if something if it comes up, then it comes up. But I don't think. See, I feel like I remember something in. <coughs> Sorry, I'm still sick. Uh, I I feel like. 
can't remember which book, but at least in one of them. Because uh, I guess what I'll start off with saying is, like, book one is not movie one, and book two is not movie two. There's kind of elements of all three in each book, and I feel like in one of the books, I don't recall which one, and I don't remember um, exactly what, but I feel like when reading it, I thought, oh, well, this one's in Jurassic World, so maybe, like, and I've not seen the new, the new two movies of Jurassic, of that trilogy, I've just seen the first one. Oh, they haven't. The oh, third one has not come even out yet. yet? No, it's oh, just this, see, this I don't one. even I don't even know. But uh yeah, I I feel like there were things in uh Yeah. You know what I'm well, trying to say. I plan on watching it now that our our kids are in like a dinosaur kick. Oh yeah, that baby out of nowhere is just obsessed with dinosaurs now. Because I, I like, had thought about watching it because Tyler's like, third movie's coming out. I'm like, I didn't even watch the second one. But my mom has the second one on Amazon Prime. And so I'm like, I don't really have like a reason to not because it's, she paid for it. It's free for me, whatever. Yeah. So I could go on and watch it. But Ooh. maybe now that our kids are like into it, I'll go watch it. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the whole reason we watched, watched it this weekend was our, like I said, our baby just got really, they, so the Rock and Mineral show came to town and my mom took my girls and, uh, they had a guy in like a, like, there's like a huge dinosaur bones. When I first walked in, I thought, oh, there's like a T-Rex display over there like it thought it was an actual like dinosaur or whatever um and then come to find out it was a guy like in a black suit underneath all that kind of like puppeteering the whole mechanism so I'm like oh that makes sense because my baby kept going I saw a dinosaur it scared me it went rawr and so yeah it was an actual dude in a costume and so I think that's where her obsession with dinosaurs came from i'm not complaining it's freaking adorable yeah but that's the whole reason we watched the movie maybe that was useless information but there you go uh brady you started reading the movies or gosh you started reading the books and got me into it i didn't want to read the books because it was boring af yeah um so do you want to take the the reins? Do you want to begin? Yeah, so I don't know if we've talked about this because I feel like we did a movie on movies and books in this one, but this one's just going to be strictly Jurassic Park trilogy. But um, yeah, I started reading the book in like eighth grade and I just, it was on my teacher's shelf. And if you forgot, like they'd have a reading time every like Monday. Oh, you did this in English class. Yeah, and so I went in, and they're like, okay, we're going to read for, like, the first half of class or whatever, you know. And she had Jurassic Park. And so I just picked it up, and I started reading it, expecting the movie. And uh, the first scene of the book is a lot more, like, hard to believe it's more intense than the first scene of the movie. Because the first scene of the movie is, I think, one of the best 
that there is. Like, it just grabs you by the nuts, and it's like, hey, guess what? Like, this movie is going to be crazy. Yeah. Um, But the first scene of the book, it's just like in Puerto Rico, because in the book and the movie, uh, the the um, park, I don't know what, what to call it, the Isla Nublar is like 100 miles away from Puerto Rico. So this helicopter pulls up at this Puerto Rican doctor's office. Uh, the doctor, like, or the the person comes out of the helicopter, brings in somebody. Uh, the doctor uncovers the person, and the person's basically, their guts are, like, hanging out. And then the doctor's like, oh, crap, what happened? And then, like, something like, it said, like, construction accident or something. Yeah. Um, And the doctor's like, okay, well, I don't know what I can do. I'll try. And then starts operating on him. And then the person, like, starts screaming, like, sits up, vomits blood all over the room, and then dies. And then the doctor's like, um, sorry, there's nothing more I can do. This person died. And then they're just like, okay, thanks. Pack the guy up. Go get in the helicopter and leave. And the doctor's just like, what in the hell just happened? And then that was basically all I got to read in English class. And I was just like, holy crap, that was nuts. Um, so I, and it took, I don't know, it took me, so I wasn't really into books. So it took me like 15, 20 years to actually pick it up and read it. Yeah. I think we bought it on vacation. You're like, oh, this is a book I've always wanted to read. Oh, and, yeah. Cause I, I, my first experience with that book was in 10th grade, mm-hmm. um, biology class. I had the greatest freaking biology teacher didn't learn shit in that class but he was someone that just loved his job so much and you just have to appreciate people like that i have a funny story i don't know if it's relevant so if i don't know if i should share it or not but um (laughs) yeah when we were learning about dna uh he had us we read the scene about the how they got the dinosaur dna and all that shit he had us read it, and he had us watch that bit in the movie. We did both. Uh, still don't really understand DNA. It's, like, really over my head. Uh, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's complex. Like, I get the basic, but I couldn't... I couldn't tell you the whole thing about it. But, yeah, that was my first experience with the book. It was boring AF. And then when you tried to get me to read the book, it was so sciencey that I'm like, I just can't. Yeah. Like... I'm too dumb for this. If I'm going to fault the book on anything, it's... What's his name? Crichton? Crichton? I don't know how to say it. Michael Crichton. I always called him Michael Crichton because that's how it's spelled, but I don't know. So, the one thing I will, like, say about Jurassic Park and The Lost World is he goes on tangents. Like, not tangents. Like, they're not like, oh, this is a site. It's just like, he'll be like, I'm going to talk about science... And then I'm going to talk about science for probably longer than He's I should. He's a stupid science bitch is the short end of it. So the first book, I feel like Malcolm's like, I'm going to explain chaos theory. And oh, gosh. He explains chaos theory. And I'm like, the one thing he uses, I'm like, you could have ended at that. And I would have been like, I would have been satisfied because he's like, chaos theory. Chaos theory is basically if you hold your hand out and you put a drop of water on it. Uh, even if you hold your hand completely still, that wa- drop of water might go in a different direction. 
You Even can't though, predict where it goes. Yeah, everything's the exact same, but it might go in a new direction. And I'm like, okay, that that was perfect for me. I was like, that makes sense. But then he's like, I'm going to talk about it. And I'm just like, okay, I mean, you're more than welcome to. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't. Like, I, I'm just going to skip this. And that's like the whole. Because I, I got The Lost World on book. And I could not for the life of me like get that far into it i like reread the start like four times because i'd read it and then i lose interest and stop and then i'd be like oh why didn't i finish this book and then i would restart it and then i would always get to the same spot and i'm just like oh yeah um then i finally got an audio book and i got past that part and then i'm like okay now we can get to the the interesting stuff um but yeah, he he does tend to get stuck on, on those, and I'm just like, dude, get get me to the dinosaurs, get me to the to the death, yeah, and the excitement, and he's like, well, I'm gonna stop and talk. Like he 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 does have some good, some good one liners. Like some one of my favorite ones, that, when watching the movie, I'm just like, oh, I love this, as uh the part when, Malcolm's, fighting with, Hammond, and he's like. Your doctors or your scientists spent so much time deciding whether they could do this, they didn't stop to ask whether they should do it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, I love that one. I loved it in the book. I love it in the movie. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I don't know. It's, it, it gets, it gets strung up on like parts that I'm like, yeah, I get, I get it. Like you, it's like in, um, when you write a, a paper for like an English class and then your teacher pulls you to the side and they're like, you could have put in more like descriptors or something, you know, like you could have described this better, like painted the scene better. And I'm like, yeah, I probably could have, but I feel like it's a double-edged sword. Like, yeah, you can paint it so people know exactly what's going on. But then after a certain point, you're just like, okay, move the story. We get it. Yeah. I'm ready for the, I'm ready for the movie to begin or the story to begin. Yeah. I guess that's the one thing that the, uh, the movie did better than the book was just the fact that, yeah, like you said, um, like it had the, the opening scene definitely like, um, like grabbed you by the balls and you're like, oh sh- shit's going down. Whereas the book is like, kind of like, okay, like what's happening? You know, this is interesting. And then the second scene in the book, it jumps, um, is basically the opening scene in the second movie with the little girl on the beach getting attacked by yeah 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 the copies which you think I'd remember their effing name at this point because it is said so much in that book and not just like cuz they'll be like they'll say the like actual scientifical name of it yeah. and then repeat it with copies and it's like hey we get it at this point but obviously it didn't stick, so yeah, maybe they didn't say it enough. It's like Comp Signathus or something like something that. Something like that. Some weird name. But yeah, I I remember him just kept bringing it up. But yeah, it's I'm trying to I'm trying to remember like because um, basically the second movie. Um, are we giving spoilers? It's been out for. A while? 
I mean, I guess if, if you're planning on reading the book, just wait. But at the same time, if you've read the synopsis of the book, you probably don't. You're not surprised. So, at the end of the first book, Ian Malcolm dies. Like, on the helicopter leaving the island. Like, the end of... I, I want to say it's the end of the book. It's basically like, and Ian Malcolm died or something. It's probably better. Oh, yeah. Well, no, it, it seriously was like such a footnote. Like, it was like, well, so they had to do this. They had to sit in Puerto Rico for months while, like, everything was investigated, this, that, and the other. Oh, yeah, Ian Malcolm died. Like, just P.S. and by the way. Like, so random. And then um, the second book starts with Ian Malcolm. And I think it's safe to say... Uh, the second book is really close to the second movie. However, there is no uh, dinosaurs in L.A., which arguably is the worst part of the second movie for me. Well, um, and it's like f f seven people on the island instead of... A whole team of... Yeah, a giant team. Yeah. It's like the second team consists of like four people. Yeah. And one... Two cars? One car? I can't remember. But Something yeah. like that, yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's... And there's no, like, uh, Vince Vaughn character. Can't no. remember his name, like Nick or whatever. Um, And then it's... Yeah, I mean, it's... It's got, like, two kids instead of one kid. But, um... I don't know, that wasn't... So, I think we're kind of mixed... I liked the second book, but I feel like you didn't. Yeah, um, as far as, what, what time are we at? Okay, um, as far as, like, the books go, I, oh, and I could pull out my journal, because I did mark this in my, like, little calendar or whatever, mm. my little book reading thing that I was doing. As far as the books go, I liked the, uh, I liked the first book. Didn't love it, didn't hate it. It was in that, like, meh. Just like, I liked it. You know? Yeah. Phase. Um, that being said, every single thing I hated about the first book was the entire second book. I hated, I didn't mind Dr. Malcolm. But, like you said, he would go off on these tangents. And then, early on in the first book, slash movie, whatever, he gets injured from the T-Rex, and he's on morphine for, like, the rest of the book. Now, Ian Malcolm on morphine just does not shut the fuck up about chaos theory. And that's, like, he just goes on and on on these tangents that last freaking pages long. I we listened to it on audiobook, but like it it was pretty torturous. Like it was hard to listen to. It was annoying. And I hated that. And then the second book starts with Ian Malcolm and oh, they thought he died, but he's really alive. And I was like, so that's like kind of weird. Mhm. Mm and then he's like um and this is a spoiler, but I'm not going to give too much away, but very early on in the second book, he gets injured, and he's on morphine for the rest of it, and 
then it's just going on and on about freaking chaos theory and like like I get the point that you want to drive that home and whatever but like at some point it's like <laughs> like give me some like we're there's this one scene we're in the midst of action like shit is going down they're going to rescue one of the kids and in between it they're like get into the whole nature versus nurture argument and it's like is this really the time like realistically if you stopped to have this long a thought that kid would have been fucking killed by now like like wrap it up i don't know so i don't know did not care for the second book whatsoever i did like the first book um but yeah Overall, I think, I I don't know, and I wanted to say this towards the end, but uh, we're here now. I would, I don't know if I would say I like the, uh, the movies better than the book, but, uh, like, I, I almost feel like they can't be compared, like, they're two different things. There were different elements in the book that kind of pissed me off. And the movie pisses me off a lot less. You know? Mm. Like, uh... I don't know. The whole John Hammond dynamic. Like, he's just an eccentric, crazy old man. In the book, so you kind of love him. And the actor who plays him is very lovable. But in the in the book, he's a... Oh, no, yeah. He's an asshole. You said in the book twice. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, in the movie, he's nice. In the book... he's a, He's an asshole. He's a capitalist. Yeah, um, basically. <coughs> Excuse me. No, you're good. Uh, I don't know. I think just overall, I guess I would lean more towards movies because they piss me off less. But I do like your review when you read it and you're encouraging me to read it. You said this book really should be called. Uh, Dr. Alan Grant, badass, because he single-handedly, like, did freaking everything. And I'm like, well, he did that in the movie as well. Mm -hmm. uh, at least I feel. I feel like in the movie he was... He kept shit going. Yeah, he... I mean, as far as, like, characters go, he definitely has the biggest arc. Because he goes from, like, hating the kids to being, like, 100%... They're protector or whatever yeah and um, at the end of the movie they're all snuggling on the plane yeah i think uh i'll probably go to break and then i'm gonna just like break down everything that happens in the book compared to like happens in the movie to kind of give an idea and because a lot happens in the book and it covers it in the three movies but then the three movies are also they touch on the book but then they take they go they do their own thing so yeah. They're like Jewel's teeth. They're all different colors <laughs> and all going their own way. <laughs> um, I will say, contra in, in a controversial topic, uh, since I'm kind of wrapping up my thoughts and you're going to start yours, uh... I definitely prefer the third movie over the second movie. 
100%. Um, I know everyone hates the third movie and thinks it's trash. I just really hate the second movie. Like, the island stuff's, like, probably the best part of the movie, but it's not even, like, that great. And then once you get dinosaurs in the city, like, I just lose all interest and just, I'm like, whatever, you know? Like, I get the shock value of, like, let's make it more realistic for people because they could relate to a dinosaur being in their backyard versus being on this unknown island. Um, so, like, I get why they did it, but I don't, it didn't appeal to me. So, yeah, my thoughts as far as the movie go are, uh, number one, number three, number two, in that order. And that's how I drink them. Okay. And, yeah, I'm gonna turn it over to you because I feel like you loved... You love both movie and book, and you're much more passionate about this than I, so... Yeah, um, I don't know, I guess for me it was like, I don't, it was a big part of my childhood, but not like, in a, I don't know, it wasn't like I was obsessed with dinosaurs or whatever, um, but I just remember... Going, we went to the drive-in theater to see um, the first Jurassic Park. And it was a big, big deal, I guess. I don't know. Because um, it was I, it was PG-13 and I was five. You know, but my parents were like, yeah, let's go see it. And it freaked me out. But I remember watching the whole movie and hiding a couple times. Because I didn't like, just like... Uh, our kids, they didn't, I don't know if it was both of them or just the younger ones. She didn't really care for the T-Rex roar. Like, every time that he'd roar, she'd come and sit on my lap. Um, and I remember famously saying to my mom after the movie, that movie gave me all kinds of diarrhea um, as a five-year-old. But, yeah, so I enjoyed that. We went and saw Jurassic Park 2. <laughs> theaters and my older brother uh had a stink bomb <laughs> he they're like in a little glass vial and he put it on the floor and stepped on it in the middle of the movie and my dad was so pissed off so it was just it was just the guys it was me my dad and my two brothers and we went to the movie and my brother did that. I mean, my I think I think McCade knew. We both knew, and um, my dad was just like, "God, somebody's sick. <laughs> what the hell is that smell?" Like, just getting pissed off, and we're over there like laughing. We ended up having to move, like we ended up moving from one side of the movie theater to another side of the movie theater because my brother did that. And I I don't know if my dad ever found out, but I don't it, mean to be an ass. I just can't laugh right now without going into a coughing fit. No, you're good. But we were just like dying. My dad was just getting so angry. Um, but yeah, so the first two movies hold a special place to me. I never saw... I I hadn't seen the third movie till we were married. Um, so. Yeah. Um, I I've only seen the third one like once or twice. But I've seen the other ones several times. Um, 
So I, th- I think they both kind of hold a special place in my heart. And the third one I just like. But, so basically, the things that the book covers that are in all three movies. So, um, in the book, the T-Rex is a huge pain in the ass. Like, in the movie, you run into him when he first... She. When she... When it, I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> don't make me laugh. It's a monster. Yeah. Um, well, it's a dinosaur. It's but... a dinosaur. So, when the T-Rex comes out of its cage, whatever, and attacks the, the car with the kids in it because the kids are dumb. Um, oh, how annoying are those effing kids in the book, though? They're pretty annoying. But I want to say... I can't remember if he says it in the book because I know like in real life it's a certain way. But T-Rex has had terrific vision. Oh, yeah. And so somewhere like in the in the movie, he's like, yeah, they don't move their visions based. But I'm pretty sure in the book it like knows they're there like the entire time. It's like, oh, yeah, this thing freaking completely 100 percent can see everything, whatever. Um, but yeah, in the, in the book, it literally like every time you see Alan Grant and the two kids, um, it, the T-Rex is popping up. So I was like, oh, hey, we just got away. Boom. T-Rex popping up. Oh, we just got away again. Boom. Like it literally follows them through the book trying to eat them. Like it is the bad guy. Um, until the very end. But it's like, yeah, a lot of the stuff. From the the first movie and the second movie and the third movie are all in the first book. Like, the part that stuck out to me in the second movie, I remember this part because it scared the shit out of me. And it happens in the book and I was like, still scares the shit out of me. Don't like it. Um, the part when they're behind the waterfall and the T-Rex sticks its nose in because it knows they're there. It can't really see them, but it sticks its nose in and... It wraps its tongue around, um, I think it's Timmy, um, wraps its tongue around him, and then in the movie, it, in the book, they get him, they get him away, obviously, like, none of the kids die, spoilers, um, but in the movie, it's just some, it's one of the guys on the other crew, and it pulls him out, eats him, and then the waterfall turns red for a minute, and I'm like, yeah, that was I was crazy as shit. Wasn't it trying to get a uh, Malcolm's daughter in the movie? It but uh, got a guy instead. No, that was a different part. Um, okay, I think. Well, I don't know because at one part she's like sleeping in her uh, sleeping in her tent. We and, should have watched the second movie before we did this, but and the T Rex sticks its nose in the tent and like. Grab somebody out of the tent, I think. I can't remember. Okay. But yeah. So, that happens in the movie. Um, I don't remember that part happening in the book. But, yeah, it's... There's just like... So, those parts happened in the first um, book. Or the first movie. The first book. Yeah, first both of them. No, that part's in the second book. Sorry, the second movie. Sorry, it's hard to keep movies and books apart. Okay. That was in the first book, second movie. 
Yes. Um, and the T-Rex stalking him through the water is from the third movie. It's from the third movie. Oh, where they also... spiny... I don't know the different dinosaurs, but this different dinosaur in the third movie, but it was basically the same thing from yeah. the... Oh, don't they have a pterodactyl? Yeah, the pterodactyl cage is in the is in the first book. Um, they go in the pterodactyl cage, and it picks up the kid and like tries to fly away with him, and then drop. I can't remember why it drops him, but it drops him and he gets hurt. But yeah, the pterodactyl cage is in the um, the first book. I guess that's that could be the correlation with the second. Or with Jurassic World, because they have the pterodactyl cage, and then the dude accidentally wrecks the helicopter into the cage and releases all of the pterodactyls. Um, yeah, they have the pterodactyl cage in it. Um, the book, I think I read the book more as like one of those things where you're like, I just want to see how far they take it, because the movie's rated PG-13, but this is a book about, or this is a book about dinosaurs killing people, and so I'm like, it's gonna get a lot more graphic in the, like in the book, and I want to say like the Nedry scene. Oh yeah, Nedry pretty, scenes, way, way more graphic. But I'm and I'm pretty sure that the, the dinosaurs that I think they got the dinosaurs different in the book, like. I want to say that the raptors were short. Well, they were realistic in the book where they were not realistic in the movie. Because I think that's the biggest thing. They explain it in Jurassic World about how we genetically engineered the dinosaurs to be bigger to make them more exciting. Because no one's afraid of a, a monster that's the size of a chicken. Because that's... Velociraptors were the size of a chicken. Utah raptors were big. Yeah. And I think that's what they explain that in the uh movie that uh they oh we spliced the DNA of a raptor with a or a velociraptor with a Utah raptor so they could be bigger and more frightening. But I'm like, why not just use Utah raptors? Like Yeah. Well and it, if I'm remembering correctly, I'm pretty sure Utah raptors had feathers. Yes. Which would have went a lot more with Alan Grant thing, but I don't know. But yeah, they and I want to say the the dinosaurs that attacked Nedry were like six feet tall. I didn't think they were that big, but I could be misremembering. I don't know, maybe not. But yeah, they freaking kill him, and it's gruesome, and you're like, oh well. I mean, he got what he deserved because it was basically his fault that everything yeah fell well, apart. I mean, disgruntled employee, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, and uh, Dotson is a huge, I mean, especially in the second movie, he's a big asshole, but like, in the first movie, he's just this nice, like, he's smiling, happy, chit-chatting with Nedry, and like, whatever, but, um, yeah, in the book, he's like such a huge pain in the ass, and actually comes back into the second, second book, like, he's an actual thing, mm-hmm. he doesn't just disappear. Was he in the second movie? Was he like part no. of that bad team uh-uh. that showed up? No. He had nothing to do with it. It was all like Hammond's son. Maybe. I'm pretty sure it's his son. It was one of his relatives. That's all I remember. It was one of his relatives. And they're like, 
we're going to scrape some money out of this old bastard because he was basically like poor because of all of the lawsuits and stuff that had happened from the first one. And spoilers, he dies in the book. He doesn't even make it out. He He's like, it's like a pitiful, like he breaks his leg and like falls down a hill and he's like a hundred yards away from like them being able to leave. And yeah, he he just like breaks his leg and then I can't remember if he gets eaten or the if they just leave him. The compies come and get him. The compies come and get him. Um, and at the the one part in the book that I I really liked, I don't know if everybody liked it, but at the end of the book, when they're like getting ready to leave, they find a raptor's nest, and it's like super intense, because. For one reason or another, they end up having to go inside of the raptor's nest. Oh, um, that pissed me off. Yeah. So, like, go in the raptor's nest where the raptors are, like, sleeping. And they have to go in the nest to, like, do stuff. And I just remember, like, this is, like, some intense shit. Like, it probably wouldn't translate well in a movie. I guess it would, but at the same time, like, oh, we're just going to, like, weave our way through sleeping raptors, whatever. I mean, it's cool in the book. Um... Well, it's, 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 I'd argue that part. That part really pissed me off because it's like, you're in mortal danger and these dinosaurs are like effing killing you, but, oh no, we want to see how they nest. We know they're nesting, so we want to see it and confirm it with our eyes. And it's like, just get the fuck off the island. Like, have you not learned your lesson? And it's like further proof of like, yeah, they're reproducing, but they kind of like go into that in the book and the movie where they're like, yeah, they're f- like frogs. If a frog, a population of frogs, sorry, my stomach's making crazy noises. Uh, if a population of frogs runs out of one specific gender, like one of the frogs changes gender into that other gender. And I'm like, that's crazy. <laughs> like, yeah, that, that's insane. Um, but I mean, it happens. Nature's crazy. Um but yeah, and then they're like, oh yeah, that happens. And now all the dinosaurs are reproducing. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but yeah, that um, was interesting. I liked, there's a part in the second book that I really, I liked it, but it, I don't know how well it would translate in a movie. Is towards the, I don't think it's towards the, it was like the third act. So like the the last third of the movie. Um, or last third of the book, they get to this camp that basically was like, they were going to set up a, I don't know if they're, I can't remember if they were setting up a hotel or if it was just like, like it was going to be like a resort for people or if this was just for the scientists that work there. But they go in and they're like, this is crazy. There's no dinosaurs here. What's going on? Like at night, none of the dinosaurs will come in, um, to this place. And you're like, What's going on? Like, that's strange. Why won't any of the dinosaurs come in? And then you come to find out, like, there's these two dinosaurs in there that can 100% camouflage. And none of the dinosaurs will go in because those two dinosaurs, that's their territory. And if you go in, you're, you'd pretty much be standing right next to the dinosaur and you'd have no idea. And it's just this big, slow, lumbering dinosaur. But it, it just, like... It sneaks up on people because it camouflages. I'm like, that part was really cool. I liked how intense that was. Um, 
I don't know, but that maybe that was just me. That second book was really frustrating just for the fact of the reason why they were there was so yeah stupid. And then once again, like, it was almost like a horror movie where it's like, well, you get everything you fucking deserve because, like, you should have, like... Uh, I don't know if this is too spoily, but basically they go to that island to rescue a guy who, like, by himself went and was supposed to be back on a certain day and got stuck. So then they, like, Malcolm and, like, this, like, team of three people go to rescue him. And he's like, oh, thanks for rescuing me. Um, cool, now that we're here, let's just study these dinosaurs. And it's like, no. <laughs> Like, you were just, like, freaking stranded there. Get the hell off. And then and these kids, like, stowed away, which I hope isn't too big a spoiler, but that's, like, that's in the movie, too. Yeah. Um, instead of having, like, I can't remember, they had, like, a a white girl and a black kid in the in the book. They just had a black girl in the movie, and you're like, okay. Yeah, they just combined They them. just combined the two. Um, and neither of them are Malcolm's kids. But anyways, these kids just stowed away. And I'm like, okay, maybe if it was like, we're, we're all dinosaur freaks and we love dinosaurs and we want to learn everything we can. So now that you're here to rescue me, let's take, you know, some time to like study this place and whatever. I guess I could see that. But because the kids stowed away and this is such a dangerous place, like... I think now's a good time to be like, no, we're putting other people's kids' lives at danger, so we need to GTFO. Well, and it cracks me up because Malcolm, who's like the dude like, I've done this before, and he's like, I don't want to do this. Let's get out of here. And everybody's like, let's stay. And he's basically telling them every reason to not stay. And they're just like, well, we're going to stay. And then... Eventually, it becomes the point of like, oh, we got to go to this place. Um, and you're just like, why wouldn't you listen to the dude that... That went through it before. Like, he's telling you all this crazy shit. You're like, yeah, this does not sound like a good situation to be in. And yeah, he's just like, oh, yeah, we don't want to be here. We don't want to do this. We don't want to deal with anything. But for some reason, nobody listens to them and they all just fart around for a long enough time until people start dying and then they're like oh hey he was right we shouldn't have come here and then it kind of pisses you off because the reason they went this is a big spoiler the reason they went was to save that guy the millionaire billionaire whatever and he freaking dies like i mean he dies towards the end but then you're just like the whole reason they went there was for this guy and he died. Like, granted, a good thing they were there so they could stop Dodson from, you know. I guess, I don't know. They kind of stopped him, and then he kind of just, like, got eaten by dinosaurs. It's kind of a double double well, whammy. jeez, we're doing all the spoilers tonight, aren't we? Yeah, we don't want to tell you how. But I did, I will say, like, the one dude... You were satisfied by his death. I was satisfied by his death. I felt bad for one of the guys. But at the same time, his death, like... His death made me super uncomfortable, and it wasn't like, oh, it was super gruesome. Just, like, the way that it happened, I was just like, oh, it makes me, like, I guess, you know, I'll just spoil that one, too. 
He's getting eaten by raptors. And he's like, oh, I can feel them biting me. I can feel them biting me all over. And then one of the raptors like bites the back of his neck. And then he's like, oh, everything's going warm now. I don't feel Isn't any pain anymore. Isn't that how they describe Nedry's death too? About how he just eventually stopped feeling things? Yeah, like he he like got his... he Well, yeah, because he was numb. And then he's like, oh, I got a, a sharp pain in my stomach. And then he like reaches down and fills it. And the next thing he's just like... Oh, I'm holding my guts. That's crazy. And then he dies. Yeah. Um, but this dude's like, yeah, I'm getting attacked by a raptor. And this guy, like, I felt bad for him because he was pretty much there because he's just like, I just need a paycheck and I'm just here for whatever. Like, he didn't really know what he was getting into. He's just like, I, and he didn't seem like a bad guy. He's just like, I just, like, need money. And then he ended up, like, freaking getting <laughs> eaten by the raptors. But yeah, I was like, I like he can hear him crunching on him. He can feel him biting him, whatever. And then one bites his neck, and it's like, oh, everything's peaceful now. Everything's warm and it, it, fuzzy. I will say this: this uh, book almost made me okay with death, uh, just for the fact that when people when they're describing their own deaths, it does end in a, oh, I'm I'm just. Calm and relaxed now. Like it's pain, 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 and then once you hit like a certain point, it's just like, oh, everything's nice. So I'm it made me anymore. almost feel like, oh, maybe I can deal with death if it's just fine. Yeah. In the end, you know. So I I don't know. It's just like interesting, but yeah, it's I I thoroughly enjoyed the books and the movies. Like I. It's one of those things where it's a double, like, I I found myself doing that with multiple things. Like, a lot of people are like, I'm going to pick one or the other, but I usually end up picking both, and then I'm like, I like them for different reasons. My number one um, example of this is World War Z. I love the movie World War Z. Does it have anything to do with the book? Not a damn thing. Like, it literally has nothing to do with the book. Um... But the freaking movie, you're like, oh, it's a, it's a great movie, and then in the trailer, you're like, oh, zombies are running. Okay, this is not the, this is not the freaking, um, book. not the book because the guy spent a whole chapter explaining how and why zombies can't run, and you're like, oh yeah, perfectly like makes sense. Um, and then first thing in the movie, they're like, yeah, they're running, and you're like. Oh, and it takes 13 seconds for them to oh, yeah. turn from human to zombie because the little girl's teddy bear counted it or whatever. No, I think he he counted it in when they're in the, in the traffic jam. No, it's because the little girl dropped her teddy bear or her toy and it's like, count to 10 with oh, me. Oh, yeah. One, two, okay. three, and then... He experienced it later, or experimented with it later. But, anywho, well, that's not that's yeah. nothing to do with so, Jurassic sorry. Park. Sorry, that was a tangent. But, yeah, so this is one of those that I chalk under, like, I love the movie, I love the books, for completely different reasons. Yeah. Um, the books are a lot more in-depth. It's kind of like, if you... I would suggest reading them like like you said the second book 
is a lot more frustrating. I liked it because I liked to compare it to the movie and be like, oh, I I can see how this is this in the movie and this is that, you know. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, I understand where you're at because it's so frustrating because the whole the whole premise of the book is they're in this place, but they're there for a shitty reason and it ends up being like pointless. Like if they wouldn't have gone, probably would have ended up the same, which kind of makes me upset. But at the same time, I'm like, well, it was a fine adventure, <laughs> you know. There was there was some interesting parts. There was some intense parts, but overall, I'm like, okay, it doesn't really like. Nothing changes. Like there's. No way of saying like yeah, it, good thing they went to like sabotage, Dodson because in the in the. Yeah, but Dodson wouldn't have gone there if the original guy, hadn't have been going there because that's the whole reason Dodson found out. Yeah. So I don't. It's hard. That one's hard. But I I enjoyed the second book. Not as much as the first book. The first book was super good. <coughs> um, super entertaining. It's pretty much a thrill ride from start to finish. Um, yeah. I, I think it's... If they decided down the line, and this is where I'm at with like 99% of my life now. If they decided to take this and turn it into an HBO series... And be like, okay, we're going to make this just like the movie, whatever. Or just like the book. Sorry. Um, I'd be like, okay, I'll, 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 I'm on board for that. Um, kind of funny because the whole Jurassic World, if you followed the book, would have never taken place. Because, spoilers, Dr. Wu, is that his name? Henry mm-hmm. Wu, whatever. Henry Wu. He dies in the book. Um, and he's dying in Jurassic World. Yeah, he dies in Jurassic... Does he? Yeah, when he's getting in the helicopter. I'm pretty sure. I don't know, it's been a movie since... I've uh, been I thought a he... minute since I Oh, maybe he doesn't. watched I that one. Yeah, I haven't seen that one in a while. But I thought he left. And then I'm like, oh, so that's the point of the second movie. As like, this dude... Is now out with the Indominus DNA. Whatever. I'll have to rewatch it. I'll rewatch it at some point. Right, yeah, sure we'll I'm rewatch gonna... it, especially with our kid being into the dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. I wanted to watch the second one today, but then I just haven't been wanting to commit to anything. Like I'm super into Peacemaker. I want to do an episode on Peacemaker, uh, but honestly, I just I. You have to work early. I work late. And so it's just hard to like. It's hard to do anything. But it's really hard for me to like. When I get home. It's like hey we could watch one episode of Peacemaker. Which I want (laughs) to. But I'm tired and you're tired. So let's just watch like Game Grumps or Super Mega. And then. Yeah let's just watch like a 10 minute. Something that if I fall asleep in. It's not gonna. Matter. Yeah. No, I, I feel that in my nuggets. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know, it's hard to commit to anything, like you said. So I might watch it because our kids are, are currently into dinosaurs, and I'm like, well, I think it'd be cool to see the third movie because apparently everybody comes back. 
Well, um, apparently there's a second movie I can watch out. Uh, the second Jurassic World. Yeah, I think it's called, like, Fallen Kingdom. Return to Jurassic Island? I don't know. Return to more money. The search for more money. <laughs> but, I don't know. I'll have to watch it. It's... I Like I said, I don't watch trailers, so I literally have no idea what that movie's about. And I know they released the trailer for the third movie. But again, I don't watch trailers, so I have no idea what the third movie's about. Well, you know that everyone comes back for it. Yeah, I know that Sam Neill... Um, friggin' oh, what's his name? Jeff Goldblum, and I have no, I, I, I know the girl's name. Like if you tell me, I'll, I'll be like, oh yeah, that's her from Jurassic Park. But at the moment, I cannot remember her name. Yeah, I but don't know anyone's name. So. She, but she's gonna be there. So it's gonna be like the big three. And I'll have to go back and rewatch this. But apparently, the two kids are in Jurassic World, like walking around. Oh, well, if they're just freaking extras, how are we supposed to pick up on that? Like, I think it's when they walk into the big building when they first meet their aunt. You know, um... Is that the investor she's talking to? I don't, I don't know. But apparently they're in it. So I'm like, I need to rewatch that and see if they really are. Because he would be like, I don't know how old he is, like 35 something. And she's probably like 40. I don't know how long, never mind. I don't know how old they are when that... Because that movie came out a long time ago. I don't know when it came out. Uh, apparently you were at least five. No, um, Jurassic World. So I don't know how oh. old. I don't know how old they were in Jurassic World. Uh, I know I did. But yeah, I'll have to watch that and see. But yeah, so final verdict. My final verdict is go read the book. Um, I would say at least Audible the second book because it is. A, Honestly, I'd Audible both books. It, but... I yeah, I'd like I'd Audible both books. The first book I read in like two days, three days, just because I was so into it. I've never done that with a book before, but that book I freaking blew through it. Um, Jurassic World or Lost World could not get through the first third of the book seventy times. <laughs> restarted not 70 it was like four but yeah get them get the books on audible and watch the movies they don't they kind of go along with each other but at the end of the day it's a good book and it's a good movie it is interesting to see all the different elements they did take from like the first book mm-hmm. um just to go through and read it and just to be like, this is from the third movie. This is from the second movie. Uh, I I swear there's something in there about the fourth movie. Maybe it's the genetic testing about how like, well, we did this to make the raptors bigger and more scarier, you know? And yeah, maybe it's something along those lines. I honestly can't remember. But yeah, that was really interesting and really fun. So... One thing that just popped in my head, but I can't remember if this happens or not. I'm pretty sure the Australian guy makes it through the whole book. Yeah, he he does. I thought he was going to die at the end. But. Yeah. Because I remember at one part, I was pretty, I was like, thought I was badass, but it's probably something he's probably upset about it. When he freaking, like when they're going to flip on the breakers, uh, well, Alan Grant goes, he, Alan Grant flips on the breakers, spoilers. He does everything. Um, there's a raptor like running at him. 
at Alan Grant, and the freaking Australian dude, like, shoots some kind of special gun at him, and just, like, explodes it to pieces. And I'm like, well, cuts it in half. Because he's like, it's running, and then it was about to hit Grant, and then he shot it, and he's like, and it's top half went flying one way, and it's bottom half went flying another way. I'm like, that would have been cool to see in the movie. But I think Sam Jackson's character still dies. Somebody, like, gets stuck in a truck. Yeah. By the breakers. And I th- maybe Alan Grant has to save him, or maybe it's Alan Grant. I can't remember. But, yeah, he freaking... I would I would have liked to see that movie because that dude, like, friggin' just rules the whole book. But yeah, go see it. And if I remember correctly, I I called the the book Alan Grant and His Bitches. Basically, yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm having my throat. Just turned into a frog. It's probably all those cigarettes you just smoked between the two. No, I shouldn't well, joke about that. You're pregnant. It's a, oh, my hell. And joke. I had, like, such a bad day with, like, emotionally with, like, work and everything. Work and life. And just, like, the mom guilt of, like, I'm never there for my kids anymore because I'm always running to work. That freaking Wednesday, had I not been pregnant, I would have gone out and bought cigarettes. Like, it was just that kind of day where I was just, like, I'm over this i'm 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 upset so well i guess if that's what it takes you to stay off smoking we're gonna have like 30 kids no and i can't i just can't do that to my kids now but oh hell i hate complaining because i really do i know i've said it before but i'm gonna say it again i really love my job it's just there's a just Drama happening. I don't know why I'm at the center of it. I think it's just because I have one of those auras, personalities, whatever you want to call it, where people just feel, like, confident. They feel like they can trust me, so they just unload everything. And, like, dude, I'm talking about, like, when I'm massaging, people would, like, open up about their, like, childhoods (laughs) with me. Like, very personal, personal things. And then something I hear a lot is... I don't know why I'm telling you all this. <laughs> and I just kind of chalk it up to, well, like, my table is a place for healing, so this must just be you healing, you know? <laughs> like, you have to just get this off your chest. And so, yeah, I think that's my problem, is everyone feels, like, safe enough around me that they can share their personal woes about, about work, and then I just got caught up in the drama, and I hate it. I hate it so much. I have a new tactic to to not be that person anymore, but... I feel like the worst thing that I could think of that would happen and um, would be, like, if you're rubbing on somebody and they're like, my marriage is failing. And, like, please, like... Um... <laughs> basically, like, hey. Because I, I, they probably don't mean it like, hey, I'm looking for you to like do something for me you know what i mean but at the same time like i don't know maybe they did think that it's happened brady it's happened that's so awkward like just like in the middle of because i remember you you were telling me one time the most awkward i thought was like you massaging a girl and then her admitting to you while you're massaging like oh i think you're super attractive i i had a crush on you or whatever you're just like 
don't tell me this now. Like, this is the worst time to tell me. No, I, uh, recently, well, I've had a couple times people, well, because people vent about, this has nothing to do with, this show's over. You can click away. This is just if you do want to listen to us bullshit for a minute. Um, a lot of shows are doing this now. At least two that I listen to. Anyway, um, you know, people complain about their spouse, and that's fine. I think it's healthy. I think we all, like, you know, we need to get it off our chest and, like, um, oh, it just bugs me. Like you say, you bug, it bugs you how I don't put any, turn anything off at night I just go to bed. And you complain about that with your friends. That's fine. I expect that. But for the most part, we have a healthy marriage and we, like, work our shiz out together. Um, anyways, yeah, I've had a couple people, like, my marriage is terrible. Uh, one guy, and I think you'll remember him. Yeah, I remember. Constantly talked about, I want to cheat on her. And I want to leave her, but I can't leave my kids. So I'm thinking of cheating on her. And I'm just like, (laughs) I don't... What I need to get better at, because my coworker does this, he has another, he's another one of those personalities where everyone just opens up to him. And he's like, I'm a good soundboard. Uh, but his thing is, he doesn't take this shit home with him like I do. Like, I cling on to every single thing, and I can't not, and I've tried to not hold on to things, but I just, I, it's my, I just hold on to everything. But he's like, um... I know, he's like, I'll listen to you talk, but I can't fix everything. I can't fix things for you, so I just go home. And I'm like, why do I feel the need to try and fix things for people? I'm not a fixer, so I need to take a page from his book and learn how to not fix people. Just listen to them and then just walk away. But that's proven to be pretty hard for me. Anyways, I'm treating this like therapy. Everyone's bored at this point. Anything else from you, Brady? How's your work-life balance going? Mm, it's fine. Like, I, I I noticed something the other day that is funny. Like, I don't know. It's it's just a funny thing that I picked up on, and I don't know if you've noticed this or if this even happens to you. Um. So, when I work... I don't get to wake up with the kids because I get up at 5.30, go to work. Or get up at 5, have to be to work by 5.30. Um, and so it's like, man, I really miss, like, making breakfast for the kids. So usually whenever I'm home, I try to be the one to, like, make breakfast. Um, usually because our one daughter just wants toast, and I'm really good at toast. Um, I'm good at toast. Excuse you. <laughs> so... It's like when I'm gone, I just like I miss the mornings. I miss like like I hate waking up, but I like um making toast. I like just first thing in the morning, like I, I'll sit on the couch, like once our girls have their stuff done, we sit down on the couch and we can like you know, turn on the TV because it's usually like Sunday, like a lazy Sunday, like oh there's nothing to do. Let's just turn on you know, whatever. Um But yeah, I uh, and so I'm like, I miss that. But then I'm like, I wonder if Amanda misses like the whole put down process. 
Like, oh, it's bath time, and then it's bedtime, you know, it's book time. Because you get to do that um, like twice, maybe three times a week. But then there's four days where, like, you have nothing, like, you, you know, you're, you're not going to be home. Yeah. You're like, oh, I got to go to work. And even, best case scenario, like, once or twice you've come home. Gosh dang it, I'm sorry. <laughs> once or Once or twice you've come home. And it's like when they're going to bed, like, oh, my last appointment canceled. So I got off, you know, I get to come home and kiss the kids goodnight and stuff. Um, But yeah, I don't know. It's, do you miss that? Or is that just like, you just regret like the whole like working thing, like feeling like you're, you can't be there. Well, It's more like um, I don't have time to do things and I'm very stretched thin. And then I realize that affects me as a mother. Uh, So I never get to be with my kids in the daytime. Never get to play with them because I'm so busy trying to get ready for work at night. Um, And then I freaking cry because I'm missing out on their whole childhood because I literally all morning have spent getting the house ready, getting dinner ready. And then like lately I can't put my baby down for a nap because I just don't have the time and she still needs naps. And I feel like a terrible mom that I like can't even take like 30 minutes or whatever just to put her down. Um, admittedly my like, I don't, okay, in this house I hate bath time because I just can't with the moldy ass effing nasty tub. I can't. I hate it so much. But, um, all in all, like, bath time's not my favorite. And I know that sounds awful. Like, I love bath time. I love playing in the water and, like, having fun. And we used to do, like, bubble baths and, like, all that stuff, like, but I hate the process of getting them in the tub, and I hate the process of getting them out of the tub. And same with bedtime. I love snuggles when we used to rock our baby, when I used to snuggle with our big girl. Like, I love the snuggles, but I hate the process of getting there. And we, you know, it's better in the long run, but our kids kind of just put themselves down to sleep now. So I, I don't even really get to snuggle them. So I do get excited when I get off early and I run home and I'll run and I'll snuggle them before bed and give them the loves and the kisses I want to give them. But yeah, all in all, it's like I don't really miss that stuff too much because it's not like my favorite part of being a parent, mm-hmm. which sounds awful, but I'm not like, like I said, I'm not. If I'm going to miss out on something, I guess I'd rather be those things. Um, But, yeah, it's just the overall process of I'm so absent in their lives and I just don't have time for anything. Like, our uh, girls were sick, so last week, like, trying to make a doctor's appointment for me for my monthly checkups is hard. And then... Uh, Last week, my kids got sick, so I had to take them to the doctor. So, like, within the same day, my entire Monday was uh, 
running from doctor's appointment to doctor's appointment to prescription pickup, then I still didn't get time to, like, even breathe because it was like, okay, I got to go straight to work mm-hmm. after this, you know? Um, and then, like, now our oldest has a cavity to the point where, like, her freaking face is all swollen. And I'm just like, I don't know when I'm going to have time to take her to do that because my only day's off are Sunday, everything's closed, and Tuesday she has school and dance. And so I don't know when I'm going to have time to do this. And that's stressful and it's annoying. And it's like, I don't mind working. I love working. Gets me out of the house, cures my depression. But it's it's just the fact that I work too much. I need... I can't do, I can't have basically one day off. It's not enough. Like, Sunday's supposed to be my day, get the house clean and get the laundry done because it's the only time I have to do it. And I'm just like, I don't even want to. I want to have one lazy day where I just don't do anything. I just enjoy my kids. But instead, Sunday's a busy day where I'm like screaming at them and trying to get the house clean, trying to get laundry done. And laundry's never done by Sunday. And then I'm stressed because I'm like, well, shit, this, now it's not going to get done at all, you know? Yeah. So that's more the, that's more the problem with me. It, long answer, sorry. I don't really miss bath time. Maybe if we get into a nice house with a tub where I don't have to scream at my kids for touching the walls because they're moldy, I'll enjoy bath time again. But as of right now, I hate, I hate bath time. So much. It's been a cause of a lot of uh, migraines, stress, crying, and fights in this house over the past two years. <laughs> so. And I just kind of like, whatever. I, I hate that, but it's I kind of have to just live with it. But, I mean, I just, it's so fucking disgusting how gross that bathroom is. And I hate that I have to yell at them for being kids and... Ari has lost two years of childhood in this house not being able to be a kid in that moldy-ass tub. So we need to get the hell out of here. That's another cause of stress. We need to move on. All right. Well, we're not here to talk about stress. So thanks, everybody, for watching. If you're still here, you're the you're the real ones. Yeah. You're the ones that I love. Basically. Okay. So thanks for listening. We'll talk to you hopefully next week. We'll see. We'll see how my mental health is doing. Bye. Bye. I love you.